A movie actress who reached the pinnacle of success said once, I'm 25 years old, but I feel like I'm 90 years old. I've lost two husbands. All I know is to study lines, songs, dance routines, to starve, to sleep with pills, to stay awake with pills. There's got to be more than that to living. There is a deep hole in our lives. And that hole is like a vast inner emptiness that aches to be filled. We see that hole, that inner emptiness in ourselves. Our, day, our days are more crowded than they have ever, have ever been, but our lives are emptier than we have ever seen them. We work, but we're restless. We're busy, but we're not happy. We play, but we're not satisfied. And Jesus once told a parable about this empty hole within us, this inner emptiness. He told of a man who swept an evil spirit out of his house. The spirit wandered around for quite some time, but later came back and found the house empty, swept, and put in order. So the evil spirit moved back into the house and brought with him seven other evil spirits worse than, him, than himself. And the man ended up in a worse state than he was to start with. The parable points out the great danger of emptiness, namely, an empty house does not remain empty for long. Spiders move in, and so do mice, rats, and bats. We say nature abhors a vacuum, but man's soul abhors a vacuum more than nature does. And no one is really, really irreligious. If one faith is abandoned, another one comes in immediately to take its place. If God leaves man's soul, the devils move in immediately. And you don't have to invite the devils or open the door for them the way you do for other guests. They come in uninvited and they take over. Witness the devils that have moved in in our generation to fill the emptiness in man. Communism, secularism, occultism, alcoholism, astrology, political correctness, narcotics, LSD, illicit sex. What man will not do to deaden the pain of inner emptiness. And here are just a few examples. Here's a man who has all the material benefits of our society. He has a good position in the business world. He's happily married. His children are a credit to him. He has every reason to be a well-adjusted and happy person. But then you take a second look, and you find that he's drinking too much and too often. And he's moving steadily and surely toward alcoholism. And you ask why. And most often it is because he is empty inside. 
He is one of the vast host of hollow people. He is both bored and bewildered by life. He's confronted by problems and issues, and there's nothing within himself that can cope with them. He asks, though the question may, may never take the form of words, but it always comes out this way, what is the meaning of my life? And he can find none. So empty within, he moves relentlessly toward alcoholism or drugs to anesthetize the mind and the soul and to save it from the pain of emptiness. Here's another person. He's been decent and respectable all of his life, but now he feels a strange inner restlessness. He's bored. He feels empty inside, and along comes a person of the opposite sex who's also restless, bored, and empty. And suddenly, there develops an affair that threatens the destruction of two families. And why does it happen? It happens because we have two pathetic people trying vainly to escape from their own inner emptiness through a synthetic stimulation of the emotions. And when the true center of our lives is displaced, what rushes in to fill God's place is the next deepest aspect of our personality, namely our sexuality. How much this reminds me of what I read once, this quotation, one-liner, the devil promises the world and gives an empty heart. One of the Desert Fathers put it this way, do not give your heart to that which cannot satisfy it, to that which will leave it empty. There is no greater or more painful emptiness in life than that created by the absence of God. Yet, God uses even this painful emptiness to draw us to himself. For this emptiness, as someone said so well, is nothing but the negative presence of God within us. Paul Tillich, the theologian, said once, emptiness is the prelude to God. In other words, we believe that God can express himself even through his absence. And to quote Paul Tillich, and let's read that quotation. It's number one on the back page. We live in an era where the God we know is the absent God. But in knowing God as the absent God, we know of him. We feel his absence as the empty space which is left by something or someone which belonged to us and has vanished from our view. The Spirit has shown to our time and to innumerable people in our time the absent God and the space which cries in us to be filled with him. And then the absent one may return and take the space which belongs to him, and the spiritual presence may break again into our consciousness, awakening us 
to recognize that what we are shaking and transforming us. One of the great saints of the early church, Saint Irenaeus, describes man standing before God, he says, as a receptacle, an empty vessel waiting to be filled with the presence of God. Isn't it beautiful to wake up every morning and to pray this simple prayer? Lord, I come before you this morning as an empty vessel. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. If you don't fill me, I'm going to be empty all day. What a beautiful prayer, beseeching the presence of God to come and fill our emptiness. Do it every morning. Pascal, the great physicist and philosopher, said as he described the human heart, and that's number three, that classic statement. Let's read it together. There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator, made known through Jesus Christ. And when Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Could it be that he was thinking of those who recognize their own inner poverty, their nakedness, their emptiness, and come to him daily asking to be filled with his presence? Because the sign of the Holy Spirit within us is that we realize not that we are full, but that we are empty and need to be filled with his presence every single day. And here we remember Saint Seraphim and his insistence on the importance of praying every day for the Holy Spirit to fill us with God's love and power. So the good news is that, is that ours is a pregnant emptiness, an emptiness that can give birth to the presence of God within us. It is, a, it, it is pregnant with tremendous possibility because we are empty because we are called to be engodded, deified, divinized, filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is what Orthodox theology talks about when it uses that beautiful word theosis, which means nothing but being filled with theos, being filled with God. And I refer you incidentally to my latest book, which is on that subject, Achieving Your Potential in Christ, theosis. Filling that inner emptiness to overflowing with the presence of God. Now, the problem with, with some of us is that we are too filled already with self and sin. And there is no space for God within. And Mother Teresa rightly observed, and let's read her beautiful statement, number four. She's a very simple peasant woman, but the Holy Spirit abides in her, and she comes out with gems of wisdom, and this is one of them. If we are full of sin, God cannot fill us, because even God himself cannot fill what is full. That is why we need forgiveness to become empty, and then God fills us with himself. 
Let me conclude with this story. A college professor tells of a student who, at age 19, had tried everything, smoking, drinking, sex, and drugs, and had finally concluded that life was nothing but emptiness. And one day, this student came to the professor with joy written all over his face and asked why. When asked why, the student said to the professor, I discovered an amazing thing. God had put that emptiness inside of me. He did it in order to draw me to himself. But I kept on trying to fill that emptiness with temporary external things until I realized that the only high that lasts is Jesus. Close quote. So we have a hole in our lives, and it's deep, it gapes, it is grim, it is the aching void of man's loneliness and emptiness. But just let Christ loose in your life, and let the Holy Spirit fill you, and let him come in, and he will fill that hole, that inner emptiness, as, as adequately as the measureless ocean flowing in upon a child's sand hole in the beach, filling it to overflowing with his forgiveness, his love, his light, his peace, his joy, his purpose. Augustine prayed a beautiful prayer once, and it's number five. And let's conclude by praying that beautiful prayer of St. Augustine together. Lord, I can pray truly that my heart, where you already have a foothold, may receive more and more of you until one day the whole of me will be filled with the whole of you. Amen.